to Expounded Universe, Season 13, Episode 6. Have you heard about Bone Bird? The book, Mall Lockdown, by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2014. Chapters 23 through 27, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! everybody, welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast. And maybe other things novel discussion podcast too sometimes, why not? It's me, your host Jeff, joined as always by the other host John, who I realized was not going to jump in and answer that question until I introduce him. Hi John! Hi! Yeah, no I'm not doing a goddamn thing until you introduce me. You're a professional, and I understand and appreciate that. Yeah, if I were to start talking and they didn't know I was already here, clearly that would frighten and confuse the listeners. It would break the immersion, the the kayfabe of everything that we do if you were to be like, oh, John's been here the whole time. He doesn't materialize when mentioned, like the guests on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, yeah. No, you have... You have to introduce me because in their mind, everyone is imagining me coming out from behind a nice velvet curtain and having a seat on the couch. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you come out and do a tight five instead. Ooh, yeah. And if I really, yeah, if I really like it, then you come out and sit on the couch. And that's how you know you've made it as a comedian. I know. Yeah. I don't think that's the way anything works anymore, though. That was like a Letterman thing, right? Or was it before him, even? I mean, back with... Carson, if Carson gave a shit about you as a comedian, then you had made it. Yeah, exactly. Like Carson would have comedians come on and do their minutes, and you, it would only it didn't matter unless he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, come over here and sit down." That was when you were like, "Oh, fuck, sweet, I'm a real comedian." Yeah, Carson liked it. Well, fuck me, I'm great now. Yeah, I don't think it worked with any of the other late night hosts. I, I mean, notably, I, I feel like Seth Meyers already knows every comedian ever. Ah. He'd just have everybody come sit down. He's just too nice. Yeah. And then it's... Jimmy Fallon, I, I don't know. Does anyone watch him? He just sucks, right? That's like the standard. <laughs> Everyone just thinks Jimmy Fallon sucks, right? That's that's We're all in agreement. Everyone knows. Yeah. Jimmy and Fallon one isn't used... making anyone's career. Yeah. And that guy that used to be on the man show, like we only even know that he's a late night host whenever he gets really mad about one politics thing. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. That's it. Okay, it came back to me. Like, you could forget his show exists, but then every once in a while you'll see, like, Jimmy Kimmel delivers epic burn, and you're like, oh, right, he still has a show. Oh, yeah, that guy. Hmm? Hi. Hmm? What? Should we talk? Do you want, did you want to talk about Star Wars? I I mean, I, I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> Obviously not. I've had a, a long and loopy day. I've been in the doctor's offices just like every day this week. Yay! Yay! But I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't want people to think to think that this is just Jeff. Like, don't go into that light. That I'm not. I'm not like at the end of my my rope or whatever. I'm, I'm doing okay. All these doctor visits are to get me better, not to, you know, ease my pain on the way out. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So everything's fine. Everything's just fine and dandy. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So Star Wars. How about that? How about them Star Wars? We did end the last chapter on something of a cliffhanger, I think. it. Oh, no. No, we didn't. It literally just ended on Vesto Sliffer getting hung up on, didn't it? There was no cliffhanger. There's no cliffhangers here. 
Yeah. Man, I'm going to go watch Cliffhanger. Have you seen Cliffhanger? No, I've never watched that. Really? Huh. No, I'm it's more all right. into watching shitty old Schwarzenegger films than Stallone films. That's fair. I mean, I noticed that neither of us had ever seen Tango and Cash. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only one that I would actually want to go back and see is Demolition Man, because that shit's great. It is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's a good movie. <laughs> I might lie. It's a terrible movie. Okay, I could I got lie. the lie out of my... I could lie. If I, I just want people to know that I still can. Despite how much time I've been in the doctor recently, I've retained my ability to present falsehoods. Yes, they have not cut out my lying tongue yet. <laughs> I still have the devil in me. Until <laughs> Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, you selling right, out your so... body as an Airbnb to the devil? <laughs> I feel like that's a bad idea. He's going to wreck up the place. Oh, yeah. You're never getting that security deposit back on your body. If you if you send your sell your body as an Airbnb to the devil, he's gonna throw a party in there. Look, your inner toilet's gonna get clogged. It's happening. <laughs> and you know, oddly enough, that's why I have to go keep seeing the doctor anyway because my inner toilet's been clogged all these years. Oh yeah. yeah, that's why you keep spewing shit out of your mouth, huh? Oh, oh hey. my, that was hey, <laughs> wow. Factory Floor is the name of the first chapter we discussed today. <laughs> I love this chapter because it's so weird and also because it only happens because Darth Maul gets bored and chases after a bird. Yeah. And yet you think it, it from by the end of it, you're like, oh, OK, this is a super important chapter because he meets two of the prison's mystic types who are delivering cryptic wisdom to him. But if he hadn't felt like just chasing a bird, then nothing would have come of it. Oh, yeah, because he's just sort of, you know, sitting in his prison cell, doing exercises, trying to, you know, stay fit, doing crunches. Yeah, he's doing a bunch of uh, what I have to assume now are basic force user exercises, which is one-armed standing uh, on your head style push-ups. Yeah. And he's doing just a bunch of those, but that's something that Luke did on Dagobah. So yeah, he's th that must just be regular routine if you can use the force. I mean, I assume that's something where you're like, ooh, you gotta practice doing this because, I don't know, something, something, force something. <laughs> Well, probably because you can use the force to help you do regular push-ups. Like, that's just too easy. If you're like, well, I gotta do 50 push-ups. Wait, I'm just levitating. I don't even need my hands. Uh, yeah, but you could do that with the other push-ups. Sure, but at least, but you're probably gonna be more busy keeping your dumb balance when you try to do standing on your head push-ups. Oh, my with dumb one balance. Hand. My dumb, stupid, idiot balance. <laughs> no, uh, he's he's doing workout stuff when he realizes there's a bird in the room. Oh, yeah. He, like, looks outside, sees uh, a bird with a bone in its mouth. Now, this is the same bird that we saw, I assume the same bird, that we saw many chapters ago uh, when Maul was going to go first meet Zero. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the, the, one he the met guard in that showed up before. beforehand. Yeah, exactly. He met. He went to that corridor to meet a guard, but instead there was a bird there, and then a guard, and then the prison fight started. Yeah. So there's just some bird that hangs out in this prison, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And the 
bird flies away and he's like, oh, fuck you, bird. I'm getting you. Yeah, it's the, the sentence is like, without any conscious decision to do so, Maul went after the bird. Yeah, like, yeah, great. It's good to see that Maul has all of the killer instincts of a kitty cat. One would hope that this is just because it, this is how all Zabrak work. Oh, yeah. That's just a Zabrak trait. Fucking hate birds. Yeah, and if they catch them, they eat them, and then they bring you the feathery leftovers, and they just dump them on your doorstep. I like the idea that, (laughs) like, this is the reason that Sidious doesn't actually trust Maul yet. He's like, look, I've trained you in the forest and everything, but every time there's a bird outside, you go running after it. Or you just (laughs) sit at the window going, eh, eh, eh. You've skipped three assassinations chasing birds. I need to quit sending you on assassinations on bird planets. Frankly, I'm sick of it. I should have you assassinate birds. Are you looking out the window at a bird right now? (laughs) I'm trying to lecture you and you're looking at a bird. I'm going to have to close the blinds again. Oh, you got tangled in the blinds. Just Darth Maul all tangled up and blind. That's Darth Maul image. head sticking out, one leg, one arm. He's just like, uh, It probably took forever to get him to use that laser sword without chasing the ends of it. <laughs> uh, okay, so he chases the bird a while. I mean, he's just like zipping through the, the prison, dodging other, or pretty much just shoving people out of the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, As, it'd be one thing if he was like, oh, I wonder where that bird's going. And he like, kind of follows it but this is a manic chase where he is like shoving people out of the way and like running faster than he's ever run before and exerting his body to the very limit and vaulting over things and you're like my dude it is a bird yeah and then <laughs> the bird eventually disappears into like a ventilation shaft and so he does some sort of ultra parkour vault to go up into it finds himself flying through a bunch of like massive hallway spaces and landing in a secret part of the prison. Yes. And he goes through a bunch of like hatches and stuff and ends up in the factory. Yeah. It's a bunch of like wires and nonsense and weird bits. And he realizes like, Oh, uh, this bird has apparently made a nest out of the like factory detritus that is here. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of sits there and is like, yeah, Good. This is good. <laughs> I'm glad I did this. Yeah, he's reached detente with the bird. He's just like, all right, bird, I think I understand you now. We have something of a grudging respect for each other now. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> no, you totally are. It's a fucking bird. Jesus, Maul. <laughs> In a different life, bird, we could have been friends. <laughs> Uh, peace was never an option, bird. (laughs) Diplomatic immunity. (laughs) God damn it. Okay. Uh, In the factory, and this is apparently part of the prison that actually was supposed to be a factory, but based on Maul's quick evaluation of the area, it has never been used in that fashion. No, this is, I mean, it's basically what we had heard when uh, we had... Bleer talking about how she cut corners. This is just a part of the, uh, like the whole prison that never actually got fully put together. Like 
the uh, gravity here is all kind of wonky. You know, nothing actually really works. Nothing's really up to code. The only thing that's really there is the surveillance. Like, that's the only thing that actually matters in this prison. I love how every step along the way as we go through the prison, we realize how, like, janky and busted up it is. Oh, yeah. At first, when they describe it, you're like, ooh, a cool, interlocking, weird cube prison. Neat. And then they're like, oh, no, this place is about to fall apart at any moment. Yeah, there's just huge chunks of it no one uses for anything. Like, I don't understand why they'd bother with a factory anyway. If they're just making absolute bank off making the prisoners fight each other, why have them also stamp license plates? It just feels like it would waste their time. I mean, I, I can kind of understand it if you're like, okay, once we get, you know, like Artigan, a fighter who's like, oh, he was good, but now he's at a point where he kind of is just useless. You're like, all yeah. right, we can send him to a factory and still get some money out of him. That's true. That's a fair point. Plus, I got to assume there are like... a. a by the end of the set of chapters, we establish that the next fight in the prison is going to be Maul again. Oh, yeah. Like, now, we, it could I, be that there are other people are fighting, but it sure seems like they aren't mentioning it. I mean, this could just be the whole thing where Sadiki was like, oh, I'm just going to keep matching you until you tell me why you're after Radik. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, in order to keep, you know, eventually the the betters are going to want to see something with some variety. It feels like she's wasting a lot of her time, not like, or her little obsession with this guy is going to mess up her business eventually. I don't know. Especially I mean, as he continues to it's only been a few just... fights. So, you know, That's the crowd's fair. probably still like, yeah, I want to see this dude that killed a Wampa fight again. That's fair. That's very fair. And, you know, ultimately, maybe at this point, the only reason she'd need to change out from having Maul fight all the time is because... People are starting to bet that he's going to win, and he just wins all the time. Oh, you have to think that after he murders a Wampa, the next person they pit him against, unless it is some other ridiculous monster, everyone's going to be like, yeah, no shit, I'm betting on him. What? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> right. Anyway, what does he see down here as he's walking his way through the abandoned machinery and old conveyor belts and what have you, but a bunch of weird sculptures made of bones? Yeah, a bunch of weird bone sculptures that are being put together by our old friend Coil, the Chad. Yeah, Coil's back. Yeah, we he it takes a while for him to meet him, but basically as he's walking through, he finds like a bunch of bone statues everywhere. Uh including like big angels made of bones and people made of bones where all this where their entire skull is made out of other skulls and all this kind of and for some reason He's really into the sculptures. This is like Darth Maul's discovery of art. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. He's an evil murder guy, and he's like, yeah, fucking death sculptures made of bones. This is so metal, you guys. (laughs) Ordinarily, my room is just full of posters where I can't read the name of the band. (laughs) This speaks to me on some kind of level. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then he meets, yeah, he meets Coil, who uh, has switched from just being a weird little Cockney Chadra fan to a mysterious, magical Cockney little Chadra fan. Oh, yeah. For no reason at all in this chapter, Coil and Zero show up, and both of them have decided to become Gnostic mystics, where they're just like, ah, yes, the answer is the riddle. Why would you chase the bird? Why, that will give you the clue to what you seek. And he's like... What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, and for some reason, he's just not quite willing to shake these two down. But, uh, you know, we'll establish what that is as we make our way through the chapters. 
Uh, so he meets Coil, and Coil is like, "Hey, what are you doing here? We got? Did you get lost? What are you? What are you doing in my house? Yeah, this is Involves- where I live and make weird bone things. Yeah, he's the guy making the bone sculptures, and Maul basically admits, "Hey, I followed a bird here," and he's like, "Bird? That's weird. Why would you? Why would a prisoner chase a bird?" Which is the ongoing riddle that Darth Maul must answer. Yeah. And it's just, I was hoping for something more out of it than what we eventually get. Because it felt like they were really building up to something. I mean, they build up to an answer. It's something. But it basically requires that that there's a word uh, for birds that I would have thought would not have made its way to Star Wars. Ah. All right. So Coil is this weird little dude and he won't stop just fiddling with bones and building bone sculptures during the conversation. Uh, he's one, assumedly coil is getting all these bones from probably the bone Kings. I mean, that would make the most sense. They do after all debone their targets, but maybe it's just that there's an unprecedented level of bone access here in this, uh, in, in this dungeon. I mean, I'm used to prisons having a pretty high level of bone access. (laughs) Hey now. Whoa. But Not no, okay, he does right. actually say that he was waiting on the Bone Kings to give him some more shit. Yeah, he's waiting on Bones. And uh, every time he tries to press Coil for information, he's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He's always just like, you haven't answered my riddle yet, haven't you? Why did the prisoner follow the bird? And he just is unwilling to engage with it. And he's like, all right, yeah, what else do you build here? I'm not going yeah. to even try to dignify that. I love that he keeps doing that, where he's just like, ah, whatever, that's a riddle, I don't do riddles. Uh, but he does eventually look at the latest sculpture that Coil is working on, which is some sort of, like, 26-foot-high angel sculpture, made all out of bones, and there's something about it that's winning Maul over. Like, the the, the bone arrangement that this thing's made out of ha- has a math to it that, that matters to Maul in some way he can't define. Like, it's got a, like, like it's written in a weird alphabet that he just is interested in. Yeah, it's written in bones, and I love bones. I mean, I'm wondering if there isn't actually like a Kipu style secret code buried into the uh, into the bone sculptures. Yes, and Coil sells off his bone sculptures. I don't know. I mean, they they make a big he makes a big deal of pointing out that there's some foreign alphabet or a code or something in the sculpture, and I think maybe that's going to matter later. I don't know. What do I know? I'm I'm not going to look up further. <laughs> Basically, at this point, Maul's like, yeah, you can't just be down here building bone statues. You've got to be doing something. Are you making weapons? And he's like, hee hee, yes, weapons I might make. But what is a weapon? Anything is a weapon. And then he has a little riddle about how to make, like, acid out of grease and blood or something. (laughs) Slimy to touch, greasy to feel, but mix with me blood and I'll eat through steel. (laughs) Ha ha, do you take my meaning, brother? Yeah, Yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) He's basically like, here's how you make some kind of acid out of something that's slimy and greasy. Great. Good. Uh, but that still doesn't... But he's like, well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? And he's like, well, I can't answer a riddle until you answer the one I asked you. <laughs> why Why does the prisoner follow the bird? And this goes on for a while. And thankfully, eventually, Zero shows up to at, to at least change the style of cryptic nonsense. Yeah. And now, now it turns over to like, Oh, what is the saying we have? The worm turns, and there are always more bones. Okay, <laughs> I'm turn- sure that's a very famous saying here in the prison. 
Yeah, but thankfully, at least at that point, they're willing to go a little further into detail. Because Zero starts to explain, like, we talked about this way back in, like, chapter three of something in the book, that there is something called a wolf worm, the wolf worm of Coghive 7, or the Cyrox. Yeah, so probably the thing that uh, Maul saw eat the duty killed in chapter one, and they apparently have, like, an alligator in the sewers type of thing where they're like, oh yeah, there's a weird wolf worm and it's super huge and it just lives in the walls and it has, I don't know, babies or something that also come out at night. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe you've even met its babies already. Uh, that was a weird thing. I don't remember we've, if we've seen uh Darth Maul fight any tiny worms. <laughs> Darth Maul versus the tiny worms. Well, of Anyways, course, he's zero. going after the tiny worms, because you see, he's waiting for the early bird. <laughs> That's how he pisses off the early bird, because they're not so different. Uh, <laughs> zero was the one who told him earlier that some prisoner had come here looking for Iram because he had saved Iram's life at some point. Now, Maul has put two and two together and is like, hey, I met the prisoner you were talking about, uh, Artigan. He's the one who saved Iram's life. Iram isn't a myth. He is in the prison. And yeah. Zero has gone full mystic, so he's just like, hmm, assuming that, that you know that, then I assume that you are also one step closer to knowing the truth. Hmm. Why not seek the nightmare within the nightmare? Being a nightmare yourself, you shall find what you seek. Oh, have you witnessed courage within these walls? Have you not? Perhaps selflessness? Mm, so simple, is it? God damn it's it, so Zero, weird. have it you been infected by the Chadra fan? It's just really weird because Maul is not, like, mad. He doesn't just go like, all right, that's it. I'm going to grab you by the neck or whatever he would normally do. Uh, <laughs> but instead, he's like, all right, here. Here's the deal. I need to know some information, Zero. And Zero's like, oh, well, then I invite you to consider your own riddle. Do you remember it? Why does the prisoner chase the bird? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. And then it turns out that the bird has managed to get inside the cl the sculpture, the angel sculpture, uh, and it's flapping around in there, which is even more visually distinct and interesting to Maul, but that's not the thing. Zero finally answers the riddle. You see, because yeah. it's a rook. You see, because it's a rook. And for a minute, I was like, okay, I I know rook means like, like card shark or kind of a lesser criminal type, but does it also have anything to do with prison escape, or is this just something where I have, I'm, I'm not... Like, I immediately went to chess. I was like, what? Right. But Cause it has, it I would has assume a lot of if it was like, if he was calling him a king, and he was like, ooh, and you chased the rook, you see, I'd be like, okay, maybe? But I think it's supposed to literally be because, of, you know, well, okay, because it's a rook is a joke answer, because the bird itself is a crow. Rook is a type of specific crow. It's like a, 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 a one that's found in Eurasia, all over Eurasia. Oh, no, my Asia. Yeah, Eurasia. Uh, or it's the chess piece, or it's to swindle someone. But as we find out, it's just, it's literally based on information that Darth Maul doesn't have yet. So all these bothering him about, like, do you know this? It's because it's a rook doesn't help him until he finally gets his hands on a copy of the roster of who lives in the prison. Yeah, we do get uh, <laughs> that later on. But it's it's just the dumbest thing to be like, oh, it's a rook. And at that point, Maul's just like, yeah, all right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> just like walks away. The end of the chapter is him just 
walking away from these two chattering idiots. Although <laughs> I do like there's a it. point in the chapter where he's like, wait a minute, is this, am I being punked? Is this all part of Sidious's thing, the whole riddles thing? Is this yeah. part of the test? <laughs> I could imagine Sidious planning this kind of an overly complicated test for Dolph, Darth Maul. I feel like he's more the type who would just literally trick him. Yeah, but I could You're also like, see him be like, ah, yes, my my weird, crazy master, he will want me to know these mind-bending riddles. And it's just, <laughs> you know, two prisoners being assholes to him. And Darth Maul, like, like pops up, or sorry, Sidious pops up, and like, that's not the kind of shit I'd do. I'm more like the type of having you solve the riddle of who ordered all those pizzas to your house. <laughs> I'm more the type who would be like, ah, but can you solve the riddle of... Uh, why I'm pantsing you! Ha <laughs> ha! It is the mystic mystery of who took a dump down the back of your couch. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a secret hint. It was fucking me. Ponder that. <laughs> who got drunk and puked in your shower? <laughs> uh, truly one of the questions for the ages. <laughs> anyway, he goes off to fuck with uh, Owen. Yeah, he... Oddly enough, like, before this, he was thinking, oh, man, it's going to be so hard to go see, like, Owen or Artigan, because they just tried to escape, and they're probably surrounded by guards, and there's no way I'm going to get to see them. And then just the next chapter is, Maul is standing in front of Owen. You're like, "Uh, all right, I guess it wasn't. I got to wonder how severe the punishment is in this prison for trying to escape. Because ultimately, if you're like a threat to a guard, they just murder you like instantly yeah. because they've got the the heart bombs. Uh, do they even, and like the worst punishment they normally otherwise would inflict is we'll throw you to the Bone Kings who are currently under Maul's control anyway, or I guess we'll just make you fight soon. I mean, like I don't know if I don't know if they even have solitary. Yeah, it's not like there's anything more than I would say physical violence that you can inflict on anyone in here. Because they're not like, oh, we're going to, you know, take away your yard time or whatever. Like, that's, it's pretty much just, we will either murder you, beat you up, or not give a shit are the three options. Yeah, I don't feel like there was going to be extra punishment coming these two's way. They foiled the escape. Uh, the dude already got his leg blown off. And I, I, I get the impression it's just done. They're just like, ah, we don't really need to belabor the torturing you point. We can just throw you back in your cell, because what are you going to do? But, uh, you know, Owen wants to know immediately. Like, oh, my my dad, he should be in the med bay, right? And Maul's just like, no, nah, he's not there. He was taken. Yeah, someone came in there and got him out. And he's like, what? My dad? Oh, no. Oh, taken? Why would anyone take him? He has a certain set of skills. <laughs> and Maul, you know, thankfully, I like Darth Maul as a protagonist in the book. I'm going to be honest with you, because he just says what he needs to. And that's it. And if he doesn't need to say anything, he doesn't say anything. It's refreshing in a Star Wars book to not have a character answer every question with like, well, I'm as hungry as a duraluminum t- uh, wampa fart. I can't wait until I see my wife, Leia Organa Solo who I married and had two kids with, and they're seven, they're both seven, and it's just like, Maul does not feel like he needs to to describe the whole Star Wars story every time he talks again. Which is very nice. Not getting a recap of the movies over and over again, super refreshing. Yeah, it's absolutely refreshing, and here he's just like, 
uh, yeah, well, of course your father's been taken. He knew Iram Radik. And uh, uh, Owen literally doesn't know who Radik is. Like, it's clear. He just goes, who? What? Who? Who's that? What the fuck are you talking about? And Maul, a little mad, is like, but you were supposed to know who Iram Radik is. I don't know anything You're... about that, I swear. <laughs> I don't know shit about Dick. And, you know... I... Even if he does, it would be very easy to believe that this little idiot does not. He is so whiny and sad. Yeah. Uh, and Maul gives him a, a look over, think, feel, considers shaking him to death, but is like, no, this kid actually doesn't know anything. Like, he's just looking at, he, he's got enough critical evaluation skills to be like, ah, oh, crap, this kid doesn't know shit. Yeah, he's very he, ignorant he, of this. But he misses the entire thing of like, even if you don't know the name, he could still be like, do you remember a time when your dad saved someone's life on whatever the fuck place we said that was? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think it may be that Owen does know something. He just doesn't know he knows. Oh, yeah. I have to assume that it's just, ah, uh, yeah, Iram Radik was going by a different name at that time, and so he doesn't know who that is. The other thing I like about this little half of a chapter, because it's only like a page of him bothering Owen and then immediately giving up, because he's just like, this shit, this kid doesn't know shit. But he is grumpy about it, and he ha he has a reason. He's just like, because I just met with friggin' Coil and Zero, and that sucked. That was an extremely frustrating, irritating situation, and I hated it. Yeah, and now I gotta talk to this guy, who doesn't know anything either. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm right there with you. I don't know why we're bothering with this... <laughs> that last conversation did suck. Huh? Anyway, after he gives up on Owen and just wanders away again, he really does like to walk off mid-conversation, and it's adorable. Uh, he gets met with immediately by Ismash. Ismash. Who immediately is like, hey, man, call me Ismash, as he uh, does. Uh, I know, we probably made that joke a, month, a long time ago. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I'm fine. Anyway. This is an Elvanian, <laughs> as we previously established, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, because he's the slicer. He's like the, the hacker in the prison. Yeah. And then Elvanians, we meet them for the first time ever in uh, one of those Clone Wars cartoons that Jendi Tartakovsky made where Anakin finds that they are a, a slave species to uh, the banker's clan who are experimenting on turning them into giant mutants, but otherwise they were at like hut level technology and hut with one T. Well, I was Just about to, be... to say, oh, that, I mean, that's not bad. No, huts are pretty advanced, but you know, the huts that huts used to live in, those aren't very advanced. Mm. They're at like pizza hut level of technology <laughs> and not pizza, the hut. Uh, <sighs> so it's weird that this guy's the master slicer, but here you go. And Ismash shows up because he's got the order that Darth Maul gave him a few episodes ago uh, to get a list of every prisoner in the prison and the reason they're in there and how long they've been in there. Yeah. And so we find out there's about 218 prisoners. Uh, that's Way all less the names than I on there. Yeah. And, you know, finds his own name on there, finds a whole bunch of other stuff. And mm -hmm. then, of course... One name stands out to him because of his recent annoying conversation. Yeah, someone in this prison is named Rook. And, and you there's know, no information. Yeah, like, the Nolvanian doesn't know him. He's like, I don't know. I, I have never heard of him. But then again, I have not met a lot of people in this prison. 
Yeah, and notably, because Maul's like, who's this guy? What did he do? What species is he? And he's like, I don't know. That None of that was in the files. Yeah. Now, Maul is very clever in immediately thinking of a way to meet this this mystery prisoner because he immediately is like, all right, listen here, Ishmash, I've got another job for you. You're going to hack into the... The uh, the database system that they used, uh, the algorithm that they used to organize the fights and pit me against Rook. And, you know, when Ismash is like, do you have any idea about how difficult that is going to be? And I'm like, yeah, I I figure the guy who made it is supposed to be some ridiculous computer whiz who loves math and has a perfect algorithm for everything. And I figure he's gotta be monitoring that and the second he's like ah yes the next match is whatever and i know it because my algorithm is pure and then as soon as it changes to something else he would go hey what the fuck i'd be like wait a minute how is that even an open system that you can hack into you think you'd keep the algorithm like sure maybe you share all the betting information and so on on a public server but you think the actual algorithm that that sits there and is like i determined that you should match this guy to this guy should be like just a computer that is not even connected to the internet you'd think that or but every sci-fi thing loves to have every important computer thing connected to the internet <laughs> yeah no one ever just takes a computer off the internet anymore it's not done well yeah otherwise how is he going to browse his favorite websites while the algorithm does its thing? Yeah. But he's just like, hey, man, hack back in there and make it so I'm fighting Rook next. And he's like, are you? That's. Gah, I can't. I can't do that. That's so hard. Plus, I just hacked into it like an hour ago. They're going to be looking for me. And Maul's like, hey, how would you like to be in command of Gravity Massive instead of second in command? Because that's what'll happen. Uh, why don't I have Strabo, the old leader? Be your little gopher now, huh? How about that? Mm -hmm. How about I make him your toady? Yeah. And weirdly, I don't even I think Ismash didn't even care especially about that part. He's just like, look, it's just gonna take some time, okay? I'll do what I can. Is there and, any uh, way that I'll know when I should do this? And he's like, Yes, I will create a diversion and you should take advantage of it. Yeah. All right, now it's time for it, because once again, I mean, I feel like at this point we could just leave this part unspoken. In the middle of, of Ismash saying, like, hey, I'm going to try and do this for you, Maul just turns and walks off. Yeah, he just takes the list and walks away because there is one thing that Maul consistently is, and that is a terse asshole. It's one thing he's good at, it's leaving. He's he's a master of leavery. Yes, and I hate <laughs> I hate it when he leaves, but I love to watch him go because <laughs> it's so adorable how he just suddenly takes off because there's a bird ah bird you're just bird and he's like oh it's so cute every time he does that oh man he's gonna get stuck in the tree i'm gonna need to call the <laughs> fire department to get mauled down again god help him if he catches the bird he doesn't even know what to do with them he's just gonna bat at it it's it's gonna be sad for both of them it's not good. He's full right now. What are we talking about? Plus, he might choke on a tiny bone. Ha! And you know what they say. The, the worm turns, and there's always more bones for Darth Maul to choke on. Choke on these bones, Darth Maul. <laughs> anyway, it is time for him to go meet with uh, Coil again, this time back in the uh, the mess hall. Yes, because now that he has the list from Ismash, he has some extra information about Coil. 
that makes him even more interesting to him. Yeah. And Coyle is in the mess hall. No food is being served right now, but he's just rooting through the trash. Yeah, he's just looking for more bones. Yeah, he might be looking for bones, or it might just be that he likes to eat trash. Chances are he's looking for bones. He's probably he's looking on for a bone. bones. He's on a bone hunt. I'm not afraid. <laughs> he wants some tasty bones, and he's here to find them. And then uh, when Darth Maul shows up, Darth Maul has a gift for him. Some bones! Look! Have some bones. And Koi's like, yeah, I could probably use some of these. Yeah, These aren't the best bones. bones, but, you know, whatever, I'll use them. It's the thought yeah, that counts. They're good counts. for short. I mean, they, we, we last saw you like 45 minutes ago, Darth Maul. Where did you even get bones? Eh, I don't oh, worry about it. Maul knows how to get bones. <laughs> yeah, he's, That's he's, the one he's, thing he's, he learned from Sidious, how to get consistent. bones. <laughs> First of all, you're going to want to try peacocking. Uh, try and find a two hanging out with a nine (laughs) divide and conquer let me go ahead and start you right there (laughs) what's your brag game what are you most proud of about yourself how are you at negging (laughs) now i personally am the master of negging it's my it's my primary art you you could probably be maybe a three at negging at best Probably because you, yeah, (laughs) you can still come with me if you want. Yeah, you see what I did right there, Nigja. (laughs) That's what I do. Anyway, uh, it turns out that Coil and this chapter, by the way, is less than a whole page long. Yeah, Uh, Coil, (laughs) super short. Coil's a counterfeiter. He's a master counterfeiter, uh, capable of uh, generating credits on demand. Yeah, he used to be super good at counterfeit currency and. For a reason that is unknown to us right now, Maul needs 300,000 credits. What could that do for Maul? Uh, sky's the limit. (laughs) Try to imagine it. 300,000 credits. (laughs) Uh, I love that that's a thing that very few people are going to understand what the hell we are talking about. Well, maybe we should put more people onto Neil Cicieraga's work. Which album was that? Uh, I think that was Mouth Moods. Yeah, so folks, go listen to Neil Cicieraga's album Mouth Moods, and if you can make it even five minutes into it, you'll you'll uh, you'll be like us, and then you'll understand that reference as well. <laughs> you will be like us, broken. <laughs> it's it's a, a rite of passage to make your way past the first track of any of his his albums. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, so yeah, he wants he wants 300,000 credits, and Coyle's is like, great, I'm going to need a lot of parts and stuff, and Maul's like, great, go to zero for that shit, because zero owes me a million favors, and I assume I'll just roll favors on favors with him, uh, but what, what else do you need? And he's like, well, Coyle does need a big reptile skull. Yeah, I need a big old skull. You saw my, my sculpture, right? Needs a very specific skull. You, you know, I hear there's a Death Spine Varactyl locked up. He's like, hmm, yes, a Death Spine Varactyl from the MMO. I'm up to speed. Do you want it as a mount, or do you want me to get whatever it drops? Uh, I want you to get the skull that it drops. Thank you! Mm-hmm. Very good. The skull that it drops. Uh, and <laughs> I love that he just keeps getting set on MMO fetch quests. 
And here he has to go get a skull. And I think my favorite thing about this is that we're going to, we're two chapters away from him getting the skull, but him getting it is basically the B plot in the chapter it takes place in. And it's great. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's just sort of the background to what is going on as him getting this skull. Yeah. Uh, but this chapter's already over. Uh, he, at least in this one, he he is still talking to Coil when it's over. I like that he's showing this Chadra fan a little respect and not just wandering away in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> well, you see, what I'm gonna need is, uh, I need a big skull because it's armor plating. Well, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> Now we get to check in with Artigan, because once again, Artigan has been cruelly lifted from his med bay and taken somewhere mysterious as a matter of Iram Radik. Yeah, I honestly, before I started reading these chapters, I thought he had died in that med bay when yeah. uh, he was talking to Maul. Me too. I thought that was the end of him. Uh, so Artigan wakes up. He's somewhere in the dark. He can't tell where he is. Uh, he's lying on the floor. He's come undone. <laughs> and uh, <There> it is. <laughs> he's cold and naked lying on the floor i was g- <laughs> he's all out of faith <laughs> uh, i mean i don't know if you thought i wasn't gonna get that song reference but of course i was that song is a fucking jam good thank you yeah all right anyway uh there are people in here talking to him but he's lying just broken on the floor uh, and there's an Aqualish and a Twi'lek. And the Twi'lek, in particular, is Zero. Yeah. And so we know Zero is definitely, like, in tight with Radik at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just he, aren't sure why. Well, the chapter, I feel like it goes out of its way to try and make it so that Zero has to specifically say, like, Ah, yes, and Mr. Radik wants you to know a thing, because I am not him. I need to establish that I am not Iram Radik. Yeah, that's important. That Zero is actually Zero and not Iram Radik. I mean, I'm sure that at some point it may actually turn around and, yes, he is. Oh, I'm sure. It's entirely possible that Coil or Iram or Daiquiri or any number of these people are actually Radik. Yeah, it could be any number of them. The Aqualish, I'm pretty sure, isn't, though, because he's just, like, his name might as well be Mr. Aqualish. Yep, it's just some Aqualish, and he barks, but it's fine because Artigan learned Aqualese. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he learned to speak the language of the Aqualish uh, because he spent so much time beating up Aqualish when he was a, pr- a pit fighter, apparently. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, here's the deal, buddy. You need rest. You're all beat up. And honestly, you don't want to make either of us mad or do anything difficult, because if we rough you up even a little bit at this point, you'll die. Yeah, you're really fucked up, and you probably should have still been in medbay, but you goofed, and you definitely said something to that Zabrak about Mr. Radik. Yeah, certain details you should not have shared. Uh, And... You know, basically at this point, Artigan's like, wait, is this seriously still about Iram Radik? And and uh, Zero's like, yeah, man, this is. Of course this is. What did you tell him? We're going to need you to tell us what you told him. And, you know, all he's really asking is like, but where's my son? I'm so fucked up. And they're yeah, like, and- yeah, you know what? Good idea. Let's go see your son about this. Yeah, scary shit. Uh 
and uh, Argan's like, no, no, come on, man. Don't mess with my son. That's the last person I want you to mess with. And then the alarm sound. And that's the end of yet another, like, two-page chapter. Yep. And now, <laughs> now we get Ismash trying to fix the algorithm so that Maul can fight Rook next. Mm-hmm. And Strabo's there. Strabo's along again. And somehow, I don't even know how Maul pulled this off. It is already understood that Strabo is no longer in charge of the gang and that Ismash is. Yeah, there's just some unspoken thing that happened in the Gravity Massive where, I mean, I understand why Strabo isn't in charge. In the whole uh, laundry room thing, they were like, yeah, this guy was trying to escape and leave you to die, and they got all pissed off at him. So I get why he wouldn't be in charge. But it's weird that they would then all assume that the Nelvanian is now in charge. Well, I guess the Nelvanian was already like the number two. They they mentioned that in the in the old chapters, but here they're like, no, they've reversed roles. Now the Nelvanian's in charge, and Strabo's the toady. And I'm like, but he wasn't a toady. He was the number two. But oh well, what you gonna I mean, do? Was he? I thought so. I could have sworn he was. I feel like he was just useful to have around. Like he wouldn't be number two. He's just your you know, Weasley little tech guy that you keep around. Yeah, could very well be. I could have sworn he was the number two. I'm not that worried about it, though. Uh, no. Anyway, they're up on they're up on some catwalk surrounded by steam vents and super hot pillars. And so you can't have a prison without a whole bunch of dangerous stuff to touch. Oh, yeah. If you don't have random steam spouting pipes all over your weird space prison, why the fuck did you even make it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe they should get some exposed sparks, too. That's oh, always yeah. good shit. Just just something firing sparks left and right. If there's uh, one thing there... you want in a space prison, it's just random water dripping all over the place. Exactly. Maybe one of the cells is perpetually on fire. Why not? <laughs> this is the fire anyway, cell. This is the spot where he's been ordered to hack into the system by, by uh, Maul, because Maul, again, has some sort of pl- like plan to create a diversion. Yeah. And they're so the two- up on some lattice work trying to mm-hmm. get into a, like, the holding cell wall mount electrical thing that's on there. I have no idea what it is they are trying to slice into here. Uh, I don't know. Probably something that lets them access the mainframe. But, like, it's not uh, they like they can hack. go into a regular computer. No. No, I mean, obviously, because he's a slicer, Nel- the Nelvanian Ismash probably has some sort of special slicing deck or something, and he's just tapping into a, into a line that leads to the, the mainframe so he can simultaneously hack all the internets. Oh, yeah, all of them. Yeah, no, I'm up to, it's up to speed. This all makes perfect sense. And he's up there with Strabo, having Strabo hand him parts. And Strabo's and then, not on board because he's just no. like, but you know, what what happens if something goes wrong? What what if what if anything like finds us? We're gonna die, man. What if? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> everything explodes. Yeah, all of a sudden a gate bursts open, and out comes that previously mentioned fifteen meter long. So this is like a sixty five foot long lizard. Yeah, four meters high. 15 yeah. meters long, death spine varactyl. Comes bursting out of some hatchway, 
being ridden by a crazed Darth Maul. Yes. Darth Maul is <laughs> is fucking Pagos billing this Varactyl and just yee-hawing his way through the prison. Yeah, just all and the whole time he's just trying to pull his head off. Like that's his entire game. The, he's chasing around the he's sitting on at the back of its neck, just yanking, it's trying to get its head loose. I love that the idea is oh, well, I just need his skull, so I'm going to try and rip his head off. Like, instead of trying to find an easy way to kill this thing, he was just like, <laughs> nah, fuck it, you want the head? I'm getting the head, baby! He's just going straight for the head. The fact that the thing is alive and flailing is notwithstanding. <laughs> Luckily, uh, though, he he has managed to wrangle and, and rodeo this thing into this room, which, as we previously mentioned, is full of hot steam vents. Oh, yeah, and, you know... It's not going perfectly for Maul. He does get just one of the claws slashed through his, uh, like, his midsection. Yeah, so he takes a hit. He's definitely but, a little fucked up. But after taking the hit, he he manages to steer it so that its head goes bonking into a steam vent, which then dumps live steam onto the monster. Hmm, living steam. Yeah, live steam is steam at a super high temperature, and it boils the monster's skin off, so it's perfect. It's like he brought this thing to an autoclave and boiled its the, the, the skin off its fucking skull right away. What a lucky coincidence. Oh, yeah. I have to imagine that has to be part of the plan, because he's like, look, all he wanted was the skull. I'm going to take this thing to somewhere where I can get rid of all this useless meat and just give him a skull. I love that this whole chapter, though, again, is done through, like, Strabo's perspective, because he's just up there handing parts to to uh, Ishmash, who's pretty much up to speed. Like, Ishmash knew there was going to be a diversion and knows he's in a hurry. So when he sees the fucking giant dragon come roaring down, he's just like, whatever, I got to keep hacking. And so Strabo's like, Jesus, wait, wait, is that fucking Jagadath? Is Jagadath riding a big lizard? What is going on? And, you know, he is just like, you know... Now that I see him fighting on the back of a giant lizard, I'm glad I didn't have to fight this guy. Yeah, luckily I've never been pitched against him in a, in a match, and when I've threatened him before, he didn't kill me. So, so far, advantage Strabo. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I'm real glad I didn't actually try and fuck with this guy. He's crazy. Yeah, and... <laughs> I love this because basically he manages to, this is Maul, manages to cook all the flesh off this thing's head and boil its eyeballs and it howls and screams and dies and a bunch of prisoners come running in and one of them's like, what the hell happened? And and uh, Ismash is like, uh, a lizard got loose. Lizard broke loose. And, <laughs> and then they look it. down. Yeah, they they look down and there's, there's Jagannath or Darth Maul. And and what's he doing? He's down there next to the dead, boiled lizard, still just trying to screw his head loose. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> this giant lizard monster with a boiled face and Darth Maul just standing at the front of it like, ah, ah, get off there. Ah, oh, come on. Give me this fucking lizard head. <laughs> eventually, he does manage to pop the thing loose. Yeah. And when he does, he just sort of gets the half-melted skull, hoists it over one shoulder, and because it's huge, again, it's from, like, a fucking giant dragon, hoists it up over his shoulder, and then just walks away with it. Like, and even even the guards are like, all right, we're going to move out of your way. <laughs> Where is he going with that thing? Do you want to ask him? 
I mean, I assume he's going to eat it, right? I, I wonder mean, if this thing was even... Go ahead. I mean, you'd have to at that point be like, I know that everyone was calling him the tooth because of his first fight where he took his tooth back from the uh, the guy. But at this point, like, you got to come up with a better name than the tooth for the guy that, you know, stuck his hand into a wampa's chest and blew its heart up and melted a Varactyl's face off. Yeah, you're not wrong there. At some point, they're going to start calling him Dragon Slayer or something. But honestly, I like Jagannath. I think it's a good name. Oh, I love Jagannath. Yeah. You might uh, say th- I like Jagannath too much. <laughs> Can't stop Jagannath. We did that joke last episode, but it's okay. Um, this doesn't end the chapter, though, because now it's time for Darth Maul to slap this fucking giant head down in front of Coil. Yeah, he's just like, here, giant bird lizard skull, as you requested. I gotta love how everyone in the prison is reacting to this, because I'm sure they're all used to when they're asking each other for favors, they're like, hey man, can you smuggle something into the prison? I'm having some trouble with a local gang. And the answer always being like, I'll see what I can do. And then like, slowly they influence things in the prison until until they fix it. But every time anyone tells Darth Maul to do anything, he does it immediately, comes back right away, and he's like, I fucking did it, now what? <laughs> yeah, I I love the idea that everyone else on here, when they're asking him to do stuff, this is their normal thing where they're like, oh, I'm going to start the the ask high because I'm going to have to go like, oh, get me a Varactyl skull. And the person I'm asking will go, you know that that's impossible. What else can I do? And then I'll, you know, get them into doing something that I really want. And just Darth Maul's like, yes, obviously, whatever dumb thing you want, I will go do that right now. <laughs> Yeah, and the time was Zero, where Zero was like, I want you to uh, keep me safe or take out the Gravity Kings and, or the Gravity Massive and the Bone Kings, and he he was like, what else? (laughs) I I Uh, just, I really appreciate that this character doesn't, we don't have that usual Luke Skywalker thing where he's like, well, I've been fighting uh, uh, TIE Fighters for an hour, what if I start to get tired? Ah. Darth Maul is a badass and knows it and does and, and acts accordingly. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Coyle tries when he sees that Maul got messed up by the, uh, the bird lizard. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, here, you should, uh, you should take this. It's a flavorless, odorless powder that will kill basically anything that ingests it. Mm-hmm. And Maul's and like, that. don't need it. Don't care if I've been sliced open by a Varactyl. I'm good. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, he, I'm sure if he'd been like, it's medicine for your wound, Maul would have been like, oh, okay, that's something. But maybe, I don't know, maybe his his uh, his dark side shit would stop him from taking that. No, I I assume you would just be like, I don't need medicine. I'm Darth Maul. <laughs> Little note story. All night brother Zabrax are actually Christian scientists. <laughs> The Force doesn't want me to have medicine. It's the Force's will. <laughs> anyway, he just tosses the bag of powder aside. He's like, no, that's for shitty people. <laughs> that's for lesser people. I yeah, will just and- murder anything. And Coyle's like, hey, man, you never know when you're going to need it. And he's like, I know when I'm going to need it. And it's never. Which I still feel like, yeah, but take it. Like, I'm maybe... Some other person that you need shit from will be like, and what I need is a poison. And then you'll be like, oh, God damn it. Exactly. He doesn't know yet that he's in an adventure game. 
if you're in a point and click adventure game, you never turn down anything. Yes, anything that is around that you can put in your inventory, put it in your inventory. Mm -hmm. It'll turn up later. It automatically does. <laughs> and uh, ah. just when he's starting to think, oh boy, I sure hope Ishmash was able to, you know, take advantage of the fact that I rode a dragon around and melted its face off to do the thing I wanted. Then the alarm sound for the next bout. Yep, and obviously it's going to be Maul again. I mean, we don't know. It, it could be anybody because that's how the prison works, but it's going to be Maul again. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be Maul ver versus Rook because that's what we've set up. Absolutely. But so, we don't uh, know because that's the end of the know. chapters we read. That's all we got to do this week. So hooray. What an exciting time. Big bone worms and claw birds and varactyl skulls. It was a good time. Indeed. We learned so much. And if you want to keep the good times rolling, why not come on over to our other show on the Patreon? Uh, that's called Expanded Expounded Universe, where we go and we discuss silly things we find on Wikipedia with each other and hopefully with you. Yeah, you can learn even more than you did in this episode by just joining us over at patreon.com slash system mastery at the $2 level. That's all it takes. Two bucks will get you there, and you will find out all kinds of crazy new Star Wars stories and unlock just a vast collection of previous episodes that we've already made, so it just gets more valuable with every week. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once again, that's patreon.com slash systemmastery at the $2 level to find that stuff. Uh, otherwise... There's all other ki kinds of other ways you can support us. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, leave reviews for us on Instagram or whatever. Instagram, that can't <laughs> be right. Hold on. I think it's I think it's iTunes I meant to say. Is that better? Ah, uh, yes. Le please leave a review for us on Pinterest, Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I do technically have a Pinterest and a Tumblr account because I was grabbing the System Mastery name everywhere I could back in the beginning. Uh, I don't yes. think I have an Instagram. Well, now we don't, because anyone who was listening to this immediately grabbed that lucrative System Mastery name on Instagram. Oh, please. If any of our uh, our loyal and friendly fans did that, they'd be doing it so they could hold it for us. Yeah, I was just holding it for someone else, I promise. <laughs> uh, yeah, try and steal it from us, because after all, I've got a day before I have to release this episode. Oh, burn. Hmm. Wait, who am I burning? The audience? I don't, don't want to burn the audience. They're good folks. Don't burn the audience. We need them. I'll try not to. I promise. Thanks. All right. So <laughs> there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in yet another week with yet more exciting Star Wars content. And until such time as we do, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagiano. And I love... Ooh, a bird! Bird! <laughs>